Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Guys, welcome back to the Manly Mission Podcast. This is episode 11 with your host, Farhan Ruana. Uh, so I have a bit of a interesting topic today. Um, so initially, it's coming from my most recent experience at Umrah, which for anyone who doesn't know, is a minor pilgrimage to Mecca and Medina in Saudi Arabia, which you can make at any point during the year. And it's just a, <coughs> excuse me, it's just a really good way to get reconnected with your faith and to really re revitalize that aspect of your life. Um, so I'll talk more about that, but I'm pairing my experience and doing a bit of storytelling on that with this idea which I've had in my archives, so, so to speak, about what it means to be a spiritually grounded man and how do you cultivate that and what are the barriers or what are the forces that are counteracting becoming that kind of man. So it will be a bit of... Um, uh, not off the cuff necessarily, but I have do, do have some points, and I'll be talking about those. Um, but I'll try to weave in my experience at Umrah as much as I can um, to give more context to what I'm speaking to. So first of all, uh, I want to talk about this notion or this idea that um, the modern era or modern society in general, especially in the West, um, it's increasingly moved away from religion or notions of um, objective truth or morality um, as a whole um, and that's like that's stating the obvious for a lot of people that's that you, you can see that if you have some uh, bearing or you have some idea of what's going on and you're walking in society with your eyes wide open so to speak you'll see this um, it's just in popular culture in terms of like how people conversate with each other um, even in terms of like the products and the services that are offered they kind of lean toward this idea where they're fulfilling your physical and your sort of animalistic desires, but they don't at all even acknowledge the fact that you have a spiritual side, which I'll talk about more later. Um, so something that we can notice is that there's a deterioration of rituals, of codes of conduct, and not doing stuff just because you feel like it. Uh, not to say that you can't have an enjoyable life. Not to say that you can't... Um, have good time with your family and friends and not be so serious all the time. That's not the point I'm making. What I'm trying to say is that if you walk in life with this primary objective of like, I want to feel good. I want to feel happy. I want to feel satisfied. I want to feel loved. I want to feel acknowledged. If you walk around with that kind of mentality and mindset, um, that's coming from how society portrays what is the ultimate uh objective of life is to feel good essentially i mean i'm not anyone who you won't really disagree, disagree with me on this that's just how it is so just to kind of contrast this with what i saw at umrah uh so when you go there for anyone who has been or if you can kind of imagine what i'm going to be talking about you go to a country um or a landscape which is it's not so it's a, it's a desert <laughs> I'm, tr I'm trying to put this in like more uh uh, more dramatic terms, but to state it very obviously, it's a desert. In this desert, you have two holy sites. One is obviously the, the direction of worship, which is the house of God in Mecca. Um, and the other is the resting place of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, and his mosque around his tomb, essentially. So, I mean, just, just that notion of why people even visit these places in the first place, it it goes against what you would see in terms of like fulfilling your ultimate desire if it's if you accept it as such as i just want to feel good 
not to say that when you go there and you actually are very intentional about what you're doing, you're praying, you're revisiting your faith, you're learning about what Islam really is, and you're really getting in touch with the history of what happened during the life of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. You really get in touch with that. Not to say that doesn't revitalize and you feel good in that sense, but it's uh, it's fulfilling a spiritual need, not a physical one necessarily. Um, so we'll be talking about that a bit more later. And when you're in that kind of environment, uh, you'll if 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 you went in there with this idea of like oh, I just want to do what I, I want to do, I don't care where I am, um, you would be looked at weirdly if you were not going to pray, if you weren't going where the people were going to like. Um, do the rituals, or if you didn't greet people with the Islamic greeting of Assalamu Alaikum or peace be upon you, and you were just like, I don't, I don't care what people think about me. If you did that in that kind of environment, uh, it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't fly. Like at the least, you would feel bad. At the most, someone would be like, What's wrong with you? My point with saying all of this is that in certain areas, uh, and you can apply this to your own tradition, your own religion, whether it's like uh, Buddhism. Judaism, Christianity, whatever you ascribe to, what your family has, you know, practiced for for the past couple of generations, you can probably understand where I'm coming from. There are certain places in the world and certain environments where spirituality is a focus. It's a, about uplifting your spirit and becoming a more holistic person, not just someone who's the only difference between them and an animal, uh, animal, to put it very frankly, I don't. I'm just going to put it bluntly, is the fact that you have a thinking mind. Besides that, you're not that different from an animal. That's not the point. When it comes to spiritual places and spiritual environments, they're trying to help you remember that you're actually more than that. So coming to the second point, um, notions of absolute morality and duty to God or to the divine are seen as outdated and oppressive. Now, this one, um, it, once you actually give it some thought and you actually kind of dig into this a little bit deeper, um, you'll see why this is like this is this is just wrong, plain and simple. So the best way to kind of understand this is that the replacement for what um, religion, to put it very to put it very broadly, when you look at the results that have been produced from the replacement, which is basically a liberal materialistic society, which focuses on personal individual fulfillment at the expense of uh, spiritual fulfillment it it only see it only is more nonsensical and even oppressive because it div it separates and divorces your physical reality from your spiritual reality that's just how it is because it's it's not addressing the essence of who we are we are spiritual beings with spiritual needs if you if you understand this if you believe it and if you know it and you could you could deny this. You could be like, oh, I'm just like a bunch of neurons and a bunch of blood cells that's just like in this bag of skin. You know that's not true. You just know that's not true. Like, I could give you proofs. I could give you evidences. But like, you just need to sit with yourself and just understand that I, this can't be it. This physical reality that, that I'm in, it's, it's, not, it's not it. Um, there has to be a cause for everything. And that's, this is getting more into uh, understanding why you know there's a creator and all of that. I, I don't want to really go there. Um, but the point I'm trying to make is that there are spiritual needs which can only be fulfilled from spiritual sources, which is going to be the divine. However you uh, understand it, um, that's just plain and simple. Spiritual needs f 
fulfilled by a spiritual source that cannot be and will never be fulfilled by a physical source. And uh, my invitation or my advice to you would be to really revisit your own tradition, whether it's even Muslim, um, to really understand where, you know, what, it, what is this all about? The rituals and practices and all these things that I'm supposed to do or that my family does, where does it even come what, like What does it do for a person? Now, in, in Islam, we understand that if, if something is a commandment or it's an obligation, the reason why we do it is because Allah, God, told us to do it. Like, that's a very simple kind of axiom, I guess you could say. Someone can, can correct me um, on this point, but that's just how we understand it. It's because he said so, we'll, we'll do it. But the reason that some of the wisdoms that come out of it is that it's fulfilled spiritual needs. So take, for example, um, what I did with my family. We went to Umrah. And there are certain rituals and practices that you're supposed to do, especially in Mecca. You're supposed to go around the house seven times. You're supposed to run between two hills. And while these may seem very physical, even um, physically demanding activities is what I want to get at. The reason why they're done is because of history, because of what um, previous prophets did um, in that in the original environment. But they also remind us of our dependence on God. And to me, what, re what really struck out to me, especially when I was in Mecca, um, it, it reminds me of what what people what what life looks like for for us when you took a when you take a bird's eye view of what's going on people are running around their gods to put it very simply whether that's materialism whether that's feeling good whatever the case may be you are revolving your life is revolving around a certain object of worship like that's just that's just if you look at it deeply that's just what you're doing why not make it i don't want to be putting my faith on a uh, faith on anyone that's not the whole point of it but what i'm trying to get at is you have to understand this notion of yourself that you are revolving your life around something and you need to make you just need to understand that if it's physical if it's like individual well you need to understand that that's not going to fulfill you in any way this is how it is and but coming back to this point of religion being nonsensical or oppressive or outdated when I was struggling with this notion initially in high school and then even a little bit in college, um, the way I, if I take my own advice of revisiting my own tradition, the way I came to understand how Islam is in particular was not this way, was understanding the life of Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Like the way he was, who he was, what was his mission, what was he all about? How did he create change in his society? How did he influence people? How did he uplift the oppressed? And how did he stand with justice? All of these, all of these lessons and notions. Um, when I understood what that was all about, and how it actually catered to the spiritual needs of a person very deeply, that's when I was like, "This can't be. This can't be outdated." If I'll get to this in a little bit, but this can't be oppressive if looked at in the right way. If you're coming back to this point again, because I think a lot of people struggle with this, or they they are they're fixated on this primary objective of life, and they don't really take a step back. If you're if you judge everything by like what is this doing for me in terms of my feelings, my own aspirations, my own desires, is this furthering my own personal objectives, or is this demanding something of me that 
whether I recognize it or not, is fulfilling a part of me which I have neglected for so long. If that's your marker, then obviously you're going to see something which demands sacrifice, which demands patience, which demands giving up for others or for other people or giving charity. You'll see these things as oppressive. Or, I mean, you could you can make the point that, oh, I, I don't understand it. I don't understand why people do X, Y, Z. I don't understand why Muslims pray. I don't understand why we're supposed to fast or we're supposed to give charity or we're supposed to stand up for people. I, I don't understand it, so it's oppressive. That's just very, very, uh, how do I want to put it? Very base level thinking. And I don't mean to offend... <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> it's so funny like uh, my point is to really hammer these ideas so i don't care if you get too offended uh, as long as you get the point across and you understand where i'm coming from and uh coming to the next point which i have on here if you under if you just understand this one point i think you'll try i think you'll get the point of what i'm trying to what i'm trying to say religions in general have persisted for a long time because they gave meaning and purpose to people um, as one of their very functional roles, that's what a religion, an organized religion does. And logically, anything which stands the test of time, it's, it, it means it has some importance. It, has a mean, it means it has some kind of gravity to what it's all about. If something just came up yesterday and was just popping off on, on social media, we, we would say it's like a fad or like a trend or something that you know, uh, the young kids are doing or whatever. We wouldn't really take it too seriously, but something that's been like in place for like thousands of years, that you'll be like, okay, like that's that's something that has value and something that, if I consider it and if I see the value in it, yeah, that could that could do something for me. And the same thing goes with books, ideas, uh, personalities, their ideas and their their teachings, which have endured for a long time. Maybe there's something in there. Maybe not all of it. But maybe there's something in there which I can take value from. And when we look at the last, like, honestly, even 10 years, 10, 15 years since the early 2000s, the notions, ideas, and uh, kind of paradigms have come in place. They're only so new, and they're not even useful or uh, not even catering to what we're all about as human beings. So it's really about understanding that. And... Um, and understanding that the way we live today in terms of our mentality, in terms of how we see things, when compared to the long stretch of history, is an abnormality, and it's not even good for us. So, I mean, it just goes to show that we have to take a step back in our own lives and understand that there is a part of us that is just yearning for nourishment, spiritual nourishment, and we need to find ways to really cater to that. Because if we don't do that, I mean, the results are obvious. Depression, uh, just people feeling directionless. And I'll get to men in, a, in, in particular, just this lack of ambition, lack of feeling that there's something more that you can fight for, uh, something greater than yourself that you can actually live for, um, whether it's your family, whether it's your religion, whether it's just having you know your sense of community, something that gives you a reason to wake up in the morning instead of feeling nihilistic and be like, oh, there's no point to this. Um, you know, I can't get the girl. I can't, you know, make the money. I can't get the, 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 the job or like get the body. So it's pointless as long as it doesn't fulfill me. It's, it's, it's no point. I've said this in a previous uh, maybe YouTube comment or maybe even said in a video. 
if you the first the, the first step to actually getting out of this this self-absorbed bubble that you're in is to understand that people's lives are not perfect once you understand that once you internalize that it's not just your own life people's lives are not perfect that means that if you have some kind of knowledge some kind of guidance some kind of resource that you can give to other people that's your first step of feeling valuable in life and this could be done in the very early stages um, obviously from a place of pure selfishness you could be like i just want to feel a little better about my place in life and that's why i'm going to help this person whether it's a younger brother or it's your it's your elder or it's a member of your community who's going through something hard you could do it for a very selfish reason in the very beginning but once you graduate in the levels of feeling more you know understanding what your place is in society and what really matters to you you'll get the sense of like okay this is what we're supposed to do we're supposed to look out for each other we're supposed to uplift each other we're supposed to make sacrifices that's just how it is and you'll take you'll slowly and gradually start taking a step back from being the self-absorbed little person and um you can just expect yourself to be a greater man after that so this is going to be so i'm going to what i'm going to do now is give you three ways in which islam specifically helps create a spiritually grounded man um so i would invite anyone who's not muslim to you know really understand this and uh, maybe see how if you do practice a religion on your of your own see if there's parallels because a lot of these i think are notions that we can commonly agree upon they're not very specific they're specific in in terms of what islam tells us to do but i think it appeals to a lot of people so i would invite you to listen to this so number one um of creating a spiritually grounded man is a direct connection with god with allah i mean that's if if you if you go back to my point about drawing from a spiritual source the ultimate source is god himself I mean, and in Islam, we don't have this hierarchy or this chain where we need to go through people or through other um, uh, other revered personalities or whatever the case may be to get to God. It's a direct one-on-one connection. It's a one-on-one meeting at any point, whenever you want. So that's your first starting point. If you're a Muslim, you, that's your first starting point in being like, okay, I want to be someone who's spiritually fulfilled. The first step is to recognize and come back to God. That's just that's just my starting point. I need to understand what he demands of me, what he's done for me in my life. Gratitude is going to be hugely important. If you're not grateful for even the simple things, like I'll show you guys, this AirPods Pro case or whatever, I'm grateful for it because it allows me to listen to, to lectures, to podcasts on my way in the house or whatever. I'm grateful for my water bottle because it keeps me hydrated. <laughs> I'm grateful for my glasses because they allow me to see when I don't have my contact lenses on. Simple things. I've listed three simple things that a lot of people like in the self-development space will tell you, uh, you know, list three things in the every morning and they have to be different that you're grateful for. I just did three right there. And each of them in some way goes back to God because he is a facilitator of all of these things that come into my life. In one, in one way or another, he is the creator of all of these things. So that's the first step. You need to understand that your life is not to, you, you didn't come on and this is like so basic, like you, you didn't create yourself. You are not the creator of your own destiny, your own circumstance. There is someone, there is a deity that created all of this and he's the one that you need to turn back to and understand that he requires some things of you. 
and the things he requires of you are only for your own benefit because he doesn't need you. He doesn't need me. He doesn't need any of his creation because he is self-sufficient. That's what a God in the true sense of the word really means. He is self-sufficient. Anything that he dictates for us on the premise that he is all good is only good for us. So that's the first step. Second, connecting with other spiritually minded and grounded men. And this, I think, is probably going to be a bit of a difficult step depending on where you are in your stage of life. If you're someone in your late teens, early 20s, you could make the effort to find people in your high school, in your college, in your local community. Um, There's guys around your age who have this spiritual inclination. I'm not saying they have to be perfect or anything. But people who are on your similar values, and you can create this little tribe or this little community of, of people, of guys, who are doing the right things, or who uplift each other, or who just talk about these notions. I mean, even talking about some of this stuff is like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Like, I, I have to do my own thing. Um, I don't have time for this. So if you can find even one person, you know, a brother who can, who can you can talk to and be like, okay, like this, I just want to understand what is required of me. I'm struggling with this idea of really fulfilling and nourishing my soul, if you can find even one person like that, that's a that's a huge blessing in your life. And I've talked about this in a previous episode. Male friendship is so important, regardless of your faith. Even if you do, if you just want to be like, I just want to have people who are not just doing dumb stuff on Friday evenings and weekends. I just want solid people who have good habits, who are productive, who are on self-development, who are doing all these great things. I just want a solid group of men i mean that's that's, if you have that that's a huge blessing in your life and you must do everything in your power to protect that in terms of making sure that the people that you that is part that are part of your group you stay accountable to them in terms of what you do and also correct them and also give show them tough love if needed if they're slipping up that's just how we that's just how we uh come together as men um we give each other that honest feedback that's how we're supposed to do it Number three, uh, taking up manly roles. Um, so this could be um, in your personal life. Obviously, the first step is going to be obviously taking responsibility for what's going on in your life. If you can't even acknowledge that, if you're just victim, if you're just playing the victim in all of this, if you're just like, yeah, the reason why I'm single is because, uh, I don't know, <laughs> my parents did this one thing to me in my childhood and that's why I'm single. Or I, I, I can't, I can't get a good body because I have poor genetics and, you know, I'm brown or like I'm, I'm South, South Asian, so I can't do it. If you, if you can't even take like responsibility for your own life, I mean, just start there. That's, that's going to do, that's going to take you from zero to at least 70 in terms of improving your life. You'll see that much of a difference. Take responsibility for what's going on in your life. And that's, that's the first manly role that you can take. And you know, it'll improve your own life first and foremost, but then other people will be like, yeah, he's, he's kind of changed. He actually does what he says he's going to do. He actually takes responsibility. He actually helps out, uh, out around the house. He actually does care for me when I'm going through a low point. He's not just like self-absorbed playing video games and just like just singing, just doing his own thing. He doesn't care about anyone. And, uh, you know, all of these, all of these, you know, three points I've mentioned, I'm, I'm a work in progress on all of them. I'm not saying I'm like the perfect exemplar of any of these. I I can't say that. What I can say is that in terms of what you should be doing and what I should be doing, these are going to be the first three steps of really creating what I'm going to call 
um, a spiritually grounded man, and I think I put this in the title of the video as well, but I thought of it as an, an oasis in the desert, kind of playing on the idea that I went to 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 uh, Umrah and it's in the desert, and you, you probably get that. So oasis in a desert, you know, what does that actually mean? Um, that's kind of what I'm going at. Yeah, so I, I won't talk too much about manly roles. I think I kind of gave you a summary of what that entails. And I, and I told you, the first step, if you're struggling with any of this, is just take responsibility for your own life. And you won't even need me to tell you what, what to do after that point. Because once you do that, it, it, will just, it will just disperse into all areas of your life. You'll be like, okay, I can improve on this. I've been you know, lazy here. I can fix that. I haven't been focusing on this in terms of my finance, maybe. I can, I can take account of that. You'll just like, it'll, it'll spread into all areas of your life. Um, so that's the first starting point in all of this. Um, so I'm going to wrap it up there, honestly, guys. And um, the main takeaway, I mean, there were a bunch of takeaways from this uh, podcast. Um, and I told you, I gave you the disclaimer in the beginning. It wasn't going to be one coherent idea that I was going to try and convey. It was just going to be my perspective, my understanding of the fact that, you know, number one, we're spiritual beings, so we need that kind of attention in our in our lives from spiritual sources i mean that's just going to be fundamental and i also do want to say that there's only so much in terms of like so I'll, I'll say this in your in your local environment maybe your home or your community maybe there's some changes you can make in terms of like people being so focused on materialism maybe you can talk to your friends like hey we shouldn't do that um you know that's not good for you if you if you're if you're engaged in vices or addictions or that kind of thing you can control that much maybe but when it comes to a larger society and the larger kind of environment that you're in it's just this it's just this onslaught of of ideologies and practices which are just not good for you so you you can't i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't worry about that too much um just focus on what you can do and um just really take responsibility for your own life and um, if you need a way to think about this i've already told you be an oasis in the desert and when you think about an oasis, like a, if, you, if someone doesn't know what an oasis is, it's basically just like a little pond um, of water, maybe some like palm trees and maybe some fruits around that place. When you think of that, you don't imagine an oasis every, every like 10 feet in, in a desert. That wouldn't be an oasis. The whole point, the whole like understanding of what an oasis is, is that it's so rare that when you do find it, it just it just nourishes you so well, and you just feel so rested when you take, when you when you quench your thirst, when you eat some f fruit, when you take you know rest under a tree, you just take so much advantage from that place that it you just look around you when you're in that oasis and you're like this desert is just like if I if it wasn't for this I would have been dead. If you were actually traveling in that environment, so. Oh, the way to think about yourself is that I need to become that oasis in my own life. I, 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 as a man, need to become that in my life for other people. Because there's no way that the society around us is going to tell us, like, hey, you, this is what you need to do. Otherwise, this whole idea I'm trying to tell you of, like, a desert, it wouldn't be a desert anymore. So that's just how it is. So, guys, uh, I'm going to wrap it up right there. I think I gave you a lot of food for thought in terms of really understanding what your own responsibilities are and how you can understand this and hopefully my sharing of what I you know what I experienced at Umrah and my perspective on spirituality as a Muslim I hope that was enlightening for you 
again, I do don't want to impose my ideas. That's not the whole point of this is really just to enlighten you on what I truly believe in and to be authentic about this. Um, because if I'm coming on here as, you know, the, the creator and like the, the, the spokesperson for this, for this podcast this manly mission podcast, that it would be disingenuous of me to be like, yeah, just hide this very important part of me, which honestly has so much effect on my life. Like that would be so like disingenuous and that would just be like, okay, why aren't you sharing that? If that informs every part of your life, why aren't you talking about it? So that's the whole point of this. Um, I hope that was helpful. I hope that was enlightening. I hope that you gain gain some kind of inspiration, some kind of motivation to make some real changes in your life. Honestly, even like if you need like a practical, actionable step, is just to um, just to reflect on the most recent. Um, spiritual experience maybe in terms of your family doing things in a certain way just look at that maybe and be like is there some kind of use for that can i can i practice this and maybe take a step back from what i've been doing currently in terms of filling fulfilling my own individual desires so that could be something that you guys could do um so guys i'm going to wrap it up right there thank you so much for tuning in for for subscribing for giving your all your useful comments I really look forward to your engagement with the content I'm putting out there because that's my barometer of A, things are going well, and B, people are actually giving me feedback on how to improve things and um, the ideas I'm putting out there actually getting some traction in terms of like actually helping someone. Um, so thank you so much for that. I do want to encourage you to, um, if you're looking for a workout plan, um, I've said this multiple times, go to my website at farhanrana.com slash workout. You can get a fully fleshed out seven day guide um really use that um i might be putting out something for ramadan specifically that's still in the works um so stay tuned about that i do want to tell you guys to like share and subscribe this video i haven't really said that too much um, because i've just been like so like i just need to get these ideas out and get comfortable with youtube but i'm going to start saying that now just because i think if we create a community around each of us having our manly mission and really putting that out, out there in the world. I think they'll do a good, a lot of good for not only this channel specifically, but also for the guys who needs the, who need this. You know, maybe you weren't someone who actually considered yourself on a manly mission, but that's something that you are starting to get around to and you're like, okay, maybe there's some value in this. Once you share this with someone, once someone else comes into this general environment, they could be like, yeah, I mean, th that's something that I, I didn't know that this was something I, I had. Um, as something I could do in my life. So I'm going to wrap, I'm going to stop right there. Thank you so much guys for tuning into episode 11 of the Manly Mission podcast with your host Farhan Rana. And until next time, I'll see you very soon. Assalamu alaikum.